This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome to the latest episode of the Twits Odyssey. Yes, that's right. We're working our way through Roald Dahl's uh, spectacular uh, book, The Twits, which uh, enhanced all of our childhoods, I think. I've, I just noticed we had a little um, tweet to us sent earlier on today by uh, our good friend, Josh. This is Josh Cluderay, of course. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and he says that we're pronouncing Roald Dahl wrong. Well, he says Lampard alert. He says, you're pronouncing Roald Dahl wrong. We all are. And then there's a, a cutting, um, and it says, that's right, the correct pronunciation of Roald is actually Rual. And the ah. D at the end remains silent as the grave. And then there's yeah. a YouTube clip as well, which must be where he talks about how it's pronounced. Let's get this on. Oh, what? Who's this cunt? Roald Dahl. Yeah, well, nah, I'm not having that. I mean, end of the day, he's Norwegian, fine, but we're not. Um, (laughs) It's like a thing when commentators try to pronounce foreign names, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Football commentators, they try to give it the old Spanish inflections and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, Real... I was on a photo shoot once. I was on a photo shoot once for a magazine years ago, and there was a sexy lady, I can't remember who. And she was, was the one. During that, that I mean, period, was it? It was during that regrettable period where women were being objectified by the publishing industry for the profit of brand advertisers. But that aside, the guy, the photographer, thought he was a bit of a fucking, you know, thought he was a little bit swishy. <laughs> and he's shooting that, and she's Spanish, the sexy lady. And he goes, So tell me, how long have you lived in? Barcelona. And I thought, <laughs> you fucking cheeky cunt. He thought that was the fucking route to get off with her, didn't yeah. he? Oh, give it the old Barcelona. Fucking twat. Yeah, don't do it. It's Barcelona, so, mate. So it's Ruel Dahl, apparently, but we are not going to uh, comply with that. That's the least of our worries. It's fucking Ruel Dahl. Deal with it. Yeah, uh, we're that. up to the chapter called The Funny Walking Stick. Now, of course, uh, the preceding chapter saw um, Mrs. Twit put worms in Mr. Twit's spaghetti. Classic stuff. Yeah. Classic bants. 
probably the most memorable bants in the book, isn't it? The sp- worm it spaghetti. Is. Yeah, yeah. This one, although this one always sticks with me as well. Cause yeah, I, I always remember it, this one. ingenious, I think, the walking stick one. It's the cleverest one. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Twit decides to get his own back and he say, it says, one night when she was asleep, he crept out of bed and took her walking stick downstairs to his work shed. Can you imagine the fucking state of Mr. Twit's work shed? Fuck me, though. Fucking hell. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I've got a bit lifestyle envy already of Mr. Twit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And now I not find from, out he's got a work shed as well. Not, not from a personal hygiene point of view, but for kind no. of everything else. He doesn't seem to work. He doesn't um, work. He's he lives he he's got the just rest lifestyle. He's he got has. a nice rig. He's got a work shed. I believe they have separate bedrooms, right? Yeah. Which we which we were saying earlier in this deep dive was a good setup, even in a happy marriage. Although oh, in, obviously this one is room. toxic. They're in the same room, but it's separate beds. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not well, bad too. Mate, I forgot to say this on the on the podcast earlier in the week, but since work sheds just come up, right. um, I'm. Just a quick logistical question, even though this isn't the right uh, forum for it. Fuck that. Any time's a Mate, good time. This is quite big news, actually. I nearly called an emergency podcast about this. <laughs> yeah. When I was away in the Isle of Wight, I made a big decision. That decision Ooh. is I am mm. buying a bin shed. The bin shed? Throughout the front. Is this in addition to your. Uh, Shed studio you're planning to build. No, that's totally different. That's going to be out the back. But is the that bin still shed... happening, though? It's up in the air, mate. You haven't yeah, downgraded the... that plan the... and gone no, for a no, bin shed not, instead? No, no, it's not an either-or situation. The 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 shed studio, the studio, um, may well still go ahead. I have many quotes coming in. Some of them are fucking ludicrously high. <laughs> so, Wasn't the best um, one a Polish quote? Well, that was I make I make your studio out of brick, right? And I've gone. Oh, but I've seen all these fancy ones made of cedar Pine. wood that look all fancy and Scandinavian. Woodland. And he, lo- he went, "What? You don't want wood?" And I showed him a picture and go, "No, fuck that! I make it with brick, good brick, strong breeze block, cement." Yeah, that's what he wanted. So and he was style. Sort of, he was really judging me because I wanted a really poncy one, right? Um. And I suppose he's right, but I wasn't sure whether I wanted a brick house in my garden. <laughs> brick shit house. Yeah, build us a brick shit house. No, but anyway, that aside, that that will probably still happen. But cheaper, easier, and just a complete separate issue is my front bit mm. has got front bit being the official name for any yeah, bit you've got out the front of your house. Very messy, mate. I'm happy mm. with the look of my back home, but my front garden well, is shit. I, mean, I always you, forget. I've always, always got. You're always smashing glasses. I'm smashing stuff. There, so. Recently, I got quite a lot of paint out there that I haven't washed up, so it's just yeah. loads of white emulsion. Uh, also, I'm always like, down my street, everyone's got a front hedge, and most people tend to them really well. Some people get right. a pro to come around and do it, Yeah, but and other people just take it well seriously. And I have got um, a, a hedge cutter, an electric hedge cutter, which, as right. you mentioned, is a right laugh that I got from home base years ago. I do enjoy using it. But I always get, and my hedge is always the worst in the fucking street, right? Mm. It's all scruffy. And then when I do it, it looks all right. But even when I've just done it, I'm not that good at it. So there's a few things I'm not happy with, but there's fucking bins everywhere because there's like the plastic recycling, the cardboard recycling, the food recycling, the fucking garden waste, you know, the big wheelie mm. bin, the normal bins. Mm. 
It's a mess. Those I thought, I've got to get a bin shed, right? Yeah. And I thought, I'll be cheap, get it at fucking garden centre, no problem. Do you know how much they cost? They go up as high as £400. Really? If you want a three-binner. I want right. possibly bigger than a three-binner. amount of bins yeah. I've got on the go. It's going to cost more than you'd expect, but I think it is a good purchase. But I'm guessing by your reaction, you don't have one. I was hoping you did, because I was thinking this is the sort one. of thing that you'd know about. But if uh, not, any canters who've got any bin shed advice, let me know. Me, me ex-wife recently got one. Ah, that was for out the back rather than for out the front. No wonder, Nat, like I've told you how much it costs, and you're like, right, that's what she's spending all the fucking ah. dough on, is she? Luxury <laughs> <Lots of laughs> bin sheds. <laughs> right, I've got to have a word. I've got to have words about this. <laughs> you're off running about buying fucking bin sheds like you're fucking. <laughs> Like you're him who invented the Tesla. <laughs> you're not Jeff Bezos. Nah, it's fine. I'm all right. My holiday's just been refunded. We fucking luxury Portugal villa well, with the games one. room. Yeah. Really? Villa refunded and the flights has just been cancelled, so they've been refunded as well. Oh, man. So I'm going to book holiday <laughs> for next year. Fuck, my one. My Germany romantic road trip was cancelled. I haven't had a refund. I might go back to that travel agent and say, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, sue them. I might sue them. Um, anyway, I bet that place in Portugal would have had a bin shed. It would have oh, had definitely. a bin shed and a half. It would yeah. have had a bin shed that's also got a disco bit in it. Bin shed with a bin shed in <laughs> it. Fancy coming back to my bin shed for a disco. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> an intimate. <laughs> a little disco ball hanging off the top of it. No, no, there's a bit of whiff from the bin slide, <laughs> but you you get to not notice that if you're drinking up. <laughs> Just keep dancing. <laughs> you know what I say? Dance the stench away. <laughs> I got that off Brian Ferry. <laughs> Dance the stench away. It's one of his best ones. Uh, what, what what we at? Is, is so, that it? Is that Mr. the bin Twitt, shed dealt with? That's bin shed. I just wanted to mention bin shed in case anyone had any advice. But let's get back to the work shed of Mr. Twitt. I mean, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, definitely. So, yeah, he's in his workshed, um, uh, and it says there he stuck a tiny round piece of wood, no thicker than a penny, onto the bottom of the stick. Oh, what's he doing? What's this about? Turn the page. This made the stick longer, but the difference was so small, the next morning Mrs. Twit didn't notice it. I'm just looking across at the picture on the next page. <laughs> the next night he did it again, another bit of wood, every night he got downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and added an extra tiny thickness of wood to the walking stick. He did it very neatly, so the extra bits looked like a part of the old stick. That's Gradually, the cleverest bit, isn't it? That's what yeah. that's what recaptured really our imaginations. Yeah, yeah. I think Slow about burn, that quite a lot. It? Yeah. Slow burn, high reward. Mm. Uh, Gradually, the walking stick was getting longer and longer. And as 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 Rual Dahl himself says, when something is growing very slowly, it's almost impossible to notice it happening. You yourself, for example, are actually growing taller every day that goes by. Well, we're fucking not, are we? Hmm. Kids who read this are. It's happening yeah. so slowly, you can't even notice it from one week to the next. It was the same with Mrs. Twitt's walking stick. It was all so slow and gradual that she didn't notice how long it was getting, even when it was halfway up to her shoulder. Uh, that stick's too long for you, Mr. Twit said to her one day. Why, so it is, Mrs. Twit says, looking at the stick. I've had a feeling there was something wrong, but I couldn't for the life of me think what it was. 
And then <laughs> see the picture. She, she's got the walking stick right up to her shoulders. She's looking very she's, fucking perplexed by it all. She's and then fucking Mr. baffled. Mr. Twit's face. He's just looking across at her like, I fucking got you now. He's fucking <laughs> mug of beer in it's his hand. It's a great picture. It is. It's brilliant. Uh, he says, there's something wrong, all right. Beginning to enjoy himself. Uh, she says, what can have happened? Staring at her walking stick. It must have suddenly grown longer. Don't be a fool, Mr. Twit said. How can a walking stick possibly grow longer? It's made of dead wood, isn't it? Dead wood can't grow. <laughs> all nice and dead. Use your fucking head. Use fucking science, that. And she's perplexed, and he says, it's not the stick, it's you. It's you that's getting shorter. I've been noticing it for some time now. <laughs> she says, that's not true. He says, you're shrinking, woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not possible. <laughs> and he says, oh, yes, it jolly well is. You're shrinking fast. And he says, you're shrinking dangerously fast. <laughs> Uh, he says you must have shrunk at least a foot in the last few days never she cried of course you have take a look at your stick you old goat (laughs) (laughs) I can't help really brutal turn the screw why don't you mate Uh, and see how much you've shrunk in comparison you've got the shrinks that's what you've got you've got the dreaded shrinks (laughs) And it says, Mrs. Twit felt so trembly she had to sit down. She uses to sit down on an incredibly high stool for some reason. And he stood next to her. Maybe he's doctored the stool. Well, I wonder. Yeah, no mention of that, but um, yeah. Well, let, oh, hang on. Yeah, here we go. Next chapter, Mrs. Twit has the shrinks. And it says, as soon as she sat down, he pointed at her and he said, There you are. You're sitting in your old chair and you've shrunk so much your feet aren't even touching the ground. Yeah, fucking arsehole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tiny arsehole. <clears throat> and it says, he was right. Her feet were not touching the ground. He'd been just as clever with the chair as he'd been with the walking stick. Every night when he'd gone downstairs and stuck a bit on the stick, he'd done the same to the four legs of Mr. Twi- Mrs. Twit's chair. Now, Dahl's just had this idea after he's written the first chapter, hasn't he? Yeah. He's written the stick chapter, and then he's thought, oh, oh fuck, do the same in the next chapter. Yeah. I'm going to have to call up with something some more evidence that she's fucking shrinking the chair yeah did I mention he's been doing it with the chair as well I didn't yeah. mention that sorry yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah rewind a bit right Cubs on the same thing to the chair did it at night when she was a kid obvious isn't it so there she's in her chair and uh, I don't know how she's got into the chair because the legs are it's like a fucking bar stool mm. Rather than a chair. Um, he says, just look at you sitting there in your same old chair and you've shrunk so much, your feet are dangling in the air. <laughs> you've got the shrinks, <laughs> cried Mr. Twit, pointing his finger at her like a pistol. Another brilliant <laughs> illustration here by Quentin Blake. Because yeah. she is on this chair looking like fucking, she's gone demented with fear and confusion. Yeah. And he's just sort of hunched over, doing this really weird point at her, just laughing. <laughs> Absolute bastard. Yeah. Um, She went white with fear. Uh, He says, you've got the most terrible case of shrinks I've ever seen. Mrs. Twit became so frightened she began to dribble. 
But Mr. Twit, still remembering the worms in his spaghetti, didn't feel sorry for her at all. Um, oh, I remember this bit. This is great. He says, I suppose you know what happens to you when you get the shrinks. What? Gasped Mrs. Twit. Yeah. What happens? Your head shrinks into your neck and your neck shrinks into your body and your body shrinks into your legs and your legs shrink into your feet. And in the end, there's nothing left except a pair of shoes and a bundle of old clothes. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. I can't bear it, cried Mrs. Twit. It's a terrible disease, said Mr. Twit. The worst in the world. (laughs) The worst in the world, is it? Fucking hell. Not in the current climate, anyway. Uh, Ebola was got to be the worst. Wasn't that the one that ate your flesh? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think so. Have they got rid of that then? Is that gone? But you don't hear much around? about it these days, do yeah. you? Keeps his head down now, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's all uh, COVID, COVID, COVID nowadays. Yeah. That's the, the trendy is, one, isn't it? The is unfashionable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, no doubt we'll have some fucking uh, pedants that'll tell us all about Ebola and how it's still a big threat. Actually, Ebola is quite prevalent in certain parts of the world. It's just <laughs> the mainstream media world. choose to focus on COVID. <laughs> uh, uh, how long before I finish up with a bundle of old clothes and a pair of shoes he says at the rate you're going I'd say not more than 10 or 11 days <laughs> he's just, <laughs> just handed her a fucking death sentence mm-hmm. because because uh, she put some worms in his dinner Is, isn't there anything we can do cried Mrs Twit he says, there's only one cure for the shrinks. Tell me, she cried. Oh, tell me quickly. We'll have to hurry. I'm ready. I'll hurry. I'll do anything you say. You won't last long if you don't, said Mr. Twin, giving her another grisly grin. <laughs> what is it I must do? Cried Mrs. Twit, clutching her cheeks. You've got to be stretched. Oh, fuck it up. Oh, no. Oh, so she's dribbling with fear. By the end of it, she's dribbling. She is. Oh, so my what, God. What You're picture. never going to guess what he does next to stretcher. Unbelievable. What a picture that is. And it's the next chapter. It's called Mrs. Twit Gets a Stretching. <laughs> Mr. Twit <laughs> led Mrs. Twit outdoors where he had everything ready for the great stretchings. <laughs> you know, it's all fucking... It's all ready. He's preempted this. <laughs> he's, got, he's got it all worked out. He's got it all set up. I don't know where he's got all the stuff from. Uh, he's got 100 balloons and lots of string. He's got a gas cylinder for filling the balloons. Uh, he's got an, an iron ring fixed into the ground. So uh, stand here, he says, <laughs> pointing to the iron ring. He then ties her ankles. Stand by iron that ring. iron ring. They're not easy. I've got an iron ring out the front Ooh. near where the bin shed will go. What for? What's it there for? Uh, it's a ground anchor to... Um, lock my scooter trap to because I've had so many scooters nicked even from outside my house although never at this house but at previous houses Mm -hmm. even like right out your pocket right outside someone will nick it in the night so they're quite easy to nick so I worked out pick them up don't you yeah some people just pick them up and put them in the back of a fucking van jalapeño hey Dave yeah Randy since we founded Bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. How do you start? A nicked scooter is it easy to do? Yeah, that's the problem. They're really easy to start. There's loads of on button. Yeah, you do. You know, technically you need a key, but ingenious street scamps have all sorts of ways of hot hot wiring them quite easily. They just rip out the front and do some jiggly brokering. They sell them or ride around on them themselves or what? Yeah, sometimes they ride around and do crimes on them. Yeah. Um, And or like if not big crime not like grand larceny sometimes they'll just make a nuisance of themselves on them mm. um, and sometimes a lot of the time what they do is they just have a laugh on it riding around going mental and then mm. they just like vandalise it or burn it and it'll be found and the police ring you up I mean I must have had at least six scooters been nicked over the Fuck years I mean I've had a scooter for about 20 years and they go and when you when they get found the police go we found you ring ring yeah did you have a scooter with this reg? Yeah, yeah. Well, we found it. And Not it's anymore. Fucked. Not anymore. We found it on an estate and it's fucked. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to put it in the pound, right? And then you're going to have to go there. It's on the other side of London, fucking miles away, right? And you're going to have to pay them to get it out of there. And then you're wow. going to have to get it fixed as well, you cunt. Anyway, TTFN, right? Just to add insult to injury. So you go, how bad is it? Because you think, if they say it's really badly fucked, I'm just going to leave it. Fuck it. Yeah. But then they go, well, in that case, you're never going to claim your fucking insurance back, are you, dickhead? Oh, is that how it works? Oh, it's a fucking nightmare. So now I have major, major uh, security measures and a ground anchor is one of the main parts of that. And in case you ever need to stretch your good wife... Well, now well. I'm looking at that ground anchor and I'm thinking, that is a good fucking feature. If I ever sell this house, it'll probably be the thing I lead on when I'm talking to your estate agent. <laughs> White-stretching ring. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm looking to make an 80% profit on this house and I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you for why, right? I've made several high-quality modifications to this rig, <laughs> foremost amongst which are this. Fucking ground anchor out in the front bit. <laughs> no, we'll get onto the bin shed. Don't worry about that. Look at that ground anchor. Now, you, estate agent, bend over and try and pull that out of the ground. You can't. You can't. It's cemented in. <laughs> now, anyone, when you go up and down this street, there are no other fucking ground anchors up it. Well, there might be like one, right? <laughs> I haven't checked. I don't know. I haven't checked, but I, very, I, I, sure. I highly doubt it. This doesn't come as standard, right? This is this was a modification by me. This was put in by a Polish bloke. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a nice wooden one put in, but he wouldn't have it. No, he wouldn't have it. He said metal, metal only. Right? He metal fucking and knew concrete. it. And I'm glad I listened to him. I'm glad I let him intimidate me into that decision. Because <laughs> since I've had that ring there, I've never looked back. And, you know, yeah, you can tie things to it. You can lock things to it. You can stretch a woman on it if you want, or a man, <laughs> or a child. 
<laughs> women, are easier, women are easier to stretch though because they're softer. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're softer, you know, flexible too. <laughs> <laughs> right, now let me show you my bin shed disco. You're going to love this. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, I'll do this for you because you seem like a nice fella. If you want to bring a woman around tomorrow and do a little bit of trial stretching before you put an offer in, I'll let you do that. You can have an hour. And if you see what's possible in just one hour, right, the thought of what would be possible if you actually owned this ground anchor, right, would, I mean, it'll blow your fucking mind. You could, this time next year, you could have an eight foot wife. <laughs> Think about that. You, you can't put a price on that, can you? You could be hiring it out to people. You know, you could do one of them experience days that you buy on the internet for 40 quid. They come round, stretch a woman for a couple hours, have a cup of tea and a scone. And Watch a stretch. Fun. Yeah. No, I mean, you can't put a price on, a, on an eight-foot wife. It's not possible. You know, sky's it's the really limit sort get, of thing. It's really hard to get the insurance for them. That That's granted. <laughs> But, you know, you can't get an eight-foot wife insured. But there are people who'll give it, yeah. I can put you in touch with some people. Polish insurance, wife insurers. (laughs) (laughs) Your wife, she's a good woman. You have insurance for her? No, I can't. She's too tall, mate. Ah, not for me. I have cousin. I have cousin. He'd do you a nice deal on your tall wife. (laughs) All right, I'm interested. Keep talking. (laughs) <laughs> write a number down on that bit of paper there <laughs> is it all legit of course legit is <laughs> fine it's not he's insured against everything fire theft <laughs> accidental damage act of god act of god even yeah, you well, see eight foot wife often gets struck by lightning I, I've had a lot of problem with acts of god actually so I'm particularly interested in that aspect of the policy <laughs> 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 right. How how quickly can I meet your cousin? Is he UK based or oh, does he operate out of Poland? Do you have Bitcoin? Uh it's fine, it's all online. You don't need to know where he is. You can do it all on internet. Yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> well tell him the sooner he can get me a quote over the better. Because at the moment I'm having to keep her indoors. I have to prove that she is off the road. <laughs> that way I don't have to have her taxed or insured. But it's a nightmare for her. Because <laughs> she can't go out. Because, you know, the police, the police were around the other way. They don't believe she's the real deal. They think she's a cut and shut. <laughs> Two wives that's been sold it together. <laughs> I said, look, I've got all the paperwork because I keep it all. You know, I'm, I'm good with me admin, right? And luckily I showed them enough of, of the paperwork that they fucked off, but they'll be back. Trust me, they'll be back. <laughs> What's this? Polish insurance policy? No, sir, I'm not sure about this. It doesn't look legit. It fucking is legit. I've checked it out. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Polish wife insurance. <laughs> Peace of mind for you and your tall wife. Uh, 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 you should act now. 
I've seen the weather <laughs> forecast. We've got a lot of thunder coming soon. A lot of lightning heading this way. She could be out. She could be pegging the washing out out the back. Boom! Boom! Gone. Boom! No more wife. <laughs> then what you do? You you left put, pet, lonely and penniless. No if money to get your wife. But if you're insured, you'll get a new one right by the weekend. <laughs> you get her fixed, and if not fixable, you get new one. Total write-off <laughs> from Poland. And if you pay premium, you don't lose your no claims. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, an iron ring. <laughs> an iron ring. He fixed an iron ring to the ground. Uh, stand there, he said, pointing to the iron ring. He then tied her ankles to the ring. When that was done, he began filling the balloons with gas. Each balloon was on a long string, and when it was filled up, it pulled on its string, trying to go up and up. Mr. Twit tied the ends of the strings to the top half of Mr. Mrs. Twit's body. Some he tied round her neck, some under her arms, some to her wrists, and some even to her hair. Oh, that's uh, pretty bad, isn't it? It's not good. I mean, that's just going to pull the hair out, isn't it? Surely that's not going to stretch this is, her. This is actually torture, not even it's, a joke. That's a, that's an actual actor. I mean, it's an insight to a sick mind, as is a lot of the shit that Roald Dahl came up with. sick mind of Roald Dahl, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's tied it around her neck. He's going to choke her to death. Uh, the circulation is going to be cut off in her wrists. Um, soon there were 50 coloured balloons floating in the air above Mrs. Twit's head. Can you feel them stretching, yeah? He says. I can, I can. It's stretching me like mad. He put on another ten balloons. Good, that's a good thing. <laughs> if, you, if you're in a lot of pain, that means it's working. <laughs> so I'll do more. Here they come. <laughs> he put on another ten balloons. The upward pull became very strong. Mrs. Twit was quite helpless now. With her feet tight to the ground and her arms pulled upwards by the balloon, she was unable to move. She was a prisoner. This, ladies and gentlemen, is domestic violence. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Twit, Mr. Twit intended to go away and leave her like that for a couple of days and nights to teach her a lesson. A couple of days and nights, leave her I'll like just that. Leave her a couple no of food, days and nights. No water, just leave her there. Where's he planning to go then? Uh, it says he was just about to leave when Mrs. Twit opened her ma- a big mouth and said something silly. Are you sure my feet are tied properly to the ground? If those strings around my ankles break, it'll be goodbye for me. And that's what gave Mr. Twit his second nasty idea. And I think we will leave Great. it there. I'll send think- her up into fucking space. <laughs> see how she see how she gets out on up on the fucking moon. And of course, it's an idea that will be stolen in years to come by the film Up with the old fellow with the house. Fucking right. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Um... Pretty good at, but people go absolutely fucking mad about it, don't they? Like, it's the best thing ever. And I'm like, it's pretty good, but there's better films, better Pixar movies. It's the the bit at the beginning, isn't it? Everyone goes, oh, "Oh, it's so sentimental. Oh, (laughs) I cried and cried and cried. Fuck off. Yeah, what the fuck are they trying to prove? It's like, and and anyway, I don't want all that shit, and none of my kids. Yeah, exactly. I like Shrek with the donkey saying all the funny things, you know. Shrek being a fucking, fucking grumpy cunt and stuff. Fucking Roadrunner. Nothing's better yeah. than Roadrunner. Wily no, Coyote. Yeah. Yeah, put that on instead. Just All quickly, right. right? Just quickly. Oh, yeah. When my mum... When my mum was... You know, I had that sister who was adopted, but now she's my sister. She was like... My, my yeah. parents had a sister. My parents That's had a kid when they were really young. 
I know, yeah. I know you're going to say this is too long, but I'm going to show you how no, no, it's fine. I'm just going to briefly refer to the Delaney family tree that I've got on the wall here. And I just yeah, so pinpoint my, which bit of it it is. Yeah, my my mum and dad when they first were together, my mum was only sixteen. She accidentally got pregnant. They mm. were from the strict Catholic family, right? So they had, so the baby got adopted. Went to the mm. nuns took it. Literally, the nuns took it. And then, but anyway, my parents stayed together, got married, ended up having me and my three brothers. Mm. Years later, when I was about 21, my mum said, by the way, <laughs> you've got a Get sister. Get a load of this. You're never going to fucking believe this one. You better sit down. <laughs> you <have laughs> you've got a fucking sister, big sister. We never told you before. I can't remember why. But anyway, you've got one. <laughs> That's She's out. Small details. <laughs> She's out there somewhere. Fuck knows where, right? <laughs> then within a year... She, we did find her. She got in touch. And, uh, and By then, the so way, we, I don't think you have mentioned this before, but please carry on. I'll tell the full story another time because this has got this all comes back to um, Roadrunner, right? So, <laughs> great. So, the, we met her, and now she's just fully my sister, has been yeah. since I was 21, and like yeah. we're close, you know. Brilliant. And, so, it's really nice. It's a story of a happy ending. But, um, yeah, and she, as it turned out, she was. She, she was adopted by a far nicer family <laughs> and had a really nice childhood. <laughs> That's true. So it's really nice. So does she's she, much nicer than any of us. Did she keep your family at arm's length a little bit then? No, the thing she's is, I often wonder, upbringing. I think, God, it's such a nightmare for her. Like she had this really yeah. nice upbringing with what seemed like really, I mean, I've met her mum. I never met her dad before he passed away, but, um, you know, just really nice parents and really nice sort of stable family life, yeah. right? And then she's like, oh, fuck, she's got us on her plate. Anyway, <laughs> she's just nicer and more polite and more of a pleasant person. But anyway, um, the reason I suddenly thought of that was that when my mum was 16 and they put her in the, um, some sort of like, you know, sister fucking, sister Mary of Mercy's like mm. secret compound for <laughs> for evil sinning young women yeah. right it was yeah. one of these situations so they locked her in this nun compound <laughs> and it was I mean it's horrible like then they have the baby and the nuns just take it right yeah mm-hmm. see you dickhead mm-hmm. right um, my mum was next to a woman called Carol who was also about 16 and they became really good friends and they remained friends for that throughout like their teens but then they fell out of touch and then, when my mum was probably in her late 30s, I was walking around Hammersmith Shopping Precinct, King's Mail, with mm. her. And I was about eight. And suddenly I heard, Brenda! And it was a woman called Carol. And it was Carol, her friend from the nun compound. From the right? And it was just like, they just bumped into each other all these years and they were in tears of joy to see each other. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. This is boring. Because I was a kid thinking, oh, my mum, it's yeah. a nightmare if you're out of your mum, she bumps into a mate, isn't it? You're like, yeah, fuck it, you know, I'll be all minutes and it feels they like start, 15 hours. They start nattering and you don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you're like fucking, your life's on pause. You just have to skulk about bored yeah. shitless, don't you? <laughs> You've anyway. got phones now. Kids have got phones that can fuck them yeah. out on their phones. Then yeah, nothing. Yeah, but for us, oh, it's terrible. The worst thing is your mum bumping into someone. Uh, so they bump into each other. They become firm friends again. Two things were amazing about that. Mm-hmm. One, Carol's job, right? They've been out of touch for like over 20 years. Carol's job was a professional dog groomer. Her main client, fucking Roly from EastEnders. 
amazing. Right? <laughs> so suddenly it's like, now I'm fucking listening. Now, now I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> now I like the sound of this, mate. When do we get a call round to her house? Meet he fucking Rowley. The best dog on telly. <laughs> I want to get round there and get Rowley's fucking autograph, don't I? <laughs> I can make a fortune out of this. <laughs> You're um, telling me we've got access to Rowley. <laughs> Rowley Watts. <laughs> so I was like, this is amazing news. Uh, so we go round her house one weekend. I had to go everywhere with my mum because, you know, I suppose I was still too young to be left alone. Yeah. So we go around my new friend Carol's and I'm like, is Rowley going to be there? No, Rowley's not going to be there. It's not her dog. She just goes and grooms it on set. But she did have a bunch of other poodles that she owned, so that was quite right. good. Um, but she had this bloke. I don't know if it was her husband or her boyfriend. He seemed a bit of a miserable cunt, right? He didn't want to come <laughs> out and talk. And my mum said, oh, where, whatever his name is, where's Dave or whatever? And she said, oh, he's just in his room watching his cartoons. She went, what? He goes, yeah. Didn't I tell you? That's his main thing. He's really into Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote, right? And oh my, my mum's like, my mum, my mum's got this look on her face like, what me? I've been around some weird cunts, but this, this is even fucking sick. Sounds a bit fucking iffy to me, right? And she went, say that again. Oh, it's his hobby. Like, all he does is collect videos and like, just record off TV mm. Roadrunner cartoons. And he's got fucking stacks of them. He's got like every Roadrunner cartoon ever. And, and this is a bloke in his like thir- like late thirties, early forties. Mm. And at the weekend, that's all he does is he just like goes through them all. I fail to see anything wrong with that. And I was like, <laughs> I, again, my ears have pricked up. Fuck it, now this gets better and better. What? <laughs> so this one grooms Rolly, and a fella just watches fucking Roadrunner all day. <laughs> Mom, these people are much better than any of your other mates. <laughs> these are, these are the best mates you've ever had. So I went up and like said, can I come in and watch? And he was a bit moody, but he just went, yeah. Dude, he wasn't friendly at all. Cause he, took, yeah. he probably found it annoying that a child was interested in. Yeah, definitely. And I sat down and I watched about 20 fucking Roadrunner um, cartoons with the cunt. I've never forgotten him. I've never seen him again, but I always ask after him when my mum yeah. sees Carol now. I go, what, is she still with the fucking Roadrunner geezer? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that that your mention of Roadrunner reminded me <laughs> of my adopted sister. <laughs> a nice little end to this episode. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, Roadrunner is the best cartoon, and um, don't even try and, and convince me otherwise. And, yeah, don't at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, uh, that's it from the twits. Um, back with more next week. Take the FN tickets. See you, cunts. Thank you.